You there? Yes, sir. What is happening? <laughs> Kevin by Gravy in the house. How you doing today, Mr. Fryer? Oh, my goodness. I am very excited and honored that you are here. Little uh, technical difficulty. Is that on my end? <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've never blamed my guests. Uh, yeah, never, I'm, I'm never... not sure. I was anxiously waiting on <laughs> it that I could record with friends. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try that. But I got in over, in over my head pretty quickly. <laughs> well, Anchor makes it easy where I can just... Click, uh, click the button to invite people, and then it, it just calls you right in. So sometimes there might be a bit of confusion. But regardless, you are here. You've made it. You've arrived. Yes. It's yes. the Damon Coaching Podcast. There we go. Honored to be here. Well, let me, uh, let me do, uh, before I hear your story here, because sure. I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this, but you're with a world-renowned author right now, uh, father, husband, logistics superstar, speaker to the world, coach, mentor to me. And just an all-around good dude. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Day One Coaching Podcast. Kevin yeah. Von Gravy. Yeah. Kevin Von Gravy. There he is. I think most of that was accurate. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it used to say if you're if you're half as good as your resume, then you're uh, then you're ahead of the game. So, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, tell me something good. Let's get started. Let's tell me something good. Tell me something good. Well, I think for now, good is redefined as, you know, how's your family doing and uh, mm. how's your mm. friends and if you're healthy and uh, you can see some positive in your days, then you have a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, nice. you know, very, very interesting times and, uh, you know, you go from thinking you're hoping everybody's doing okay and you're grateful that you are living as normal of a life as you can, you know, and you're right. re- redefining what normal is, I guess. So that's right. That's right. Well, how are you defining, uh, how are you redefining normal right now? Well, that's interesting. You know, I guess you just look first inside your, your home and you look at your, you know, I've got a, two kids and a wife and they're, uh, we're, we're surviving and we're changing things up as often as we can to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep things fresh and to learn and stay positive we're trying to get outside as much as we can um there you go and you know the interesting thing i think will be whenever this is uh back to normal you know hopefully some of these things the good the good things stay and the bad things go right because yes we've all i'm sure we've all got a few things we're doing that are uh that we're appreciating and uh it might not have to go back. You know, we might have to do away with it. So. Oh, I love that. Let the good things stay. Yeah. What's been your favorite good thing so far? What's been the favorite? Well, thing? you know, I, I think, um, I guess one of the things that I've, I'm enjoying is when you're out, I'm doing, you know, I'm trying to catch up on some things, you know, doing things that you don't normally do and some yard work in particular. And mm. Uh, mm. when you get a neighbor, somebody in the neighborhood that stops in, right, they just stop on the street and you just chat for 30, 45 minutes. It's the longest in some instances <laughs> that I've talked to these people. Yeah. Right? And you're like, yeah. you're just, you know, you kind of, everybody just kind of, connects right yeah you're trying to see how everybody's doing there's a little more sincerity to the dialogue a little more depth Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. so I, I've enjoyed that. You know, every conversation seems to be a little longer and a little more, uh, more meaningful. So that's been enjoyable. That's beautiful. Yeah, it does. It does seem like people are actually genuinely interested in seeing how you're doing. Yeah. Versus, and, and, versus, like, what's the question they need to ask? Yeah. That's right. And uh, you know, you're not making small talk. You're you're making mm. small talk, but you're actually because every I guess probably because everybody's dealing with the same things, right? It's it's uh, simpler. Uh, you know, all of our lives are probably more more similar than they normally are. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good guess, point. Yeah, the other thing I, I'm enjoying is, you know, I think in a lot of cases we're actually communicating with more people more often because you're, you know, we're doing happy hours one at least once a week as a <laughs> as awesome. a group of friends, and you're seeing, you know, and you know, our wives are are getting together and chatting, and it's, you know, I think, you know, my parents were facetiming every other day to make sure we're all doing okay, so. You know, you're, there is a little bit more communication, at least for us, than than typical. So, and that that can be maybe one of those good things that stays. You know, uh, I love that. Well, you mentioned so you mentioned the happy hour. Now, one thing about uh, Kevin, he's so we've known each other for about 19 years, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I just think it's uh, we both married up, and. <laughs> yes. uh, so, so big shout outs to the wiser. But um, your group of friends, uh, it, it just it, it blew me away from day one. So when I met Kevin and his group of comrades, uh, they were nothing but inviting and welcoming to me, which was amazing because they had all known each other all their lives. And that's so rare. And it's something I, I feel truly blessed and truly, uh, truly honored and grateful for. But with with the successes that you've had, and we'll talk about that in a second, like there's a lot of successes and um, how how instrumental has that been that you've stayed connected to that group of guys? Because they're they're an amazing group of guys. But how how instrumental has that been, that for, been you? for you? Yeah, well, I think a, a couple of things. Um, you know, we've we've always, we, I've you know, there's probably a handful that I've I've been close with since elementary school, and wow. then another handful that kind of attached on later later in. Mm-hmm life mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know I, I guess without having a couple things i have thought about but one thing that I, i'm just kind of thinking about as we're talking is that you you know i guess you can be yourself right and you can be you know you have that foundation where you know that people are they know you they're not their expectations mm. of you haven't changed you can you know, you, you don't mm. have to try so hard to be something you're not. So you've got this level of built-in comfort that, that nice. you know, is is probably more helpful than you might realize. Um, and then I just think about the capability of the group. It, you know, a lot of capable people in there, smart people, good families. Um, so there was something there that I don't think we connected because of that, but we certainly that must have you know kept us maybe a more cohesive unit throughout the years. Um, and then our wives, you mentioned, right? We mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, married into a group of friends, and that's mm-hmm. uh, you know it makes it nice when you have your when your spouse's friends. Uh, 
you feel a close connection to and and you truly enjoy each other's company like you know the the birthday party celebration Mm, last you know 15 (laughs) months ago or so which feels like a lot longer but just being able to look so forward to that because you know the group is going to get along well so and it's a group i can never tell whose party it is the kids or the adults (laughs) yeah it's it's just a great time it's just a great time so seeing that seeing that group that you came from and and that you stayed connected to is really cool to see and it's it's uh it's a big tribute to you guys that you stayed together like that because even thinking about this you're talking about you know what's going on in the world right now and everybody adapting and finding finding the good things and adapting new good things and tell me about like um one of my favorite questions uh, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time, but, but he asked people, what kind of kid were you growing up? I know you mentioned uh, with what you shared with me that there wasn't a lot of drama, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about that. And, and how did that help propel you through a lot of the opportunities, obstacles, you know, things of that nature that you've gone through? Because it hasn't been a, it hasn't been the traditional path. Yeah. So how has that helped you? Well, so I think as a kid, the first thing that comes to mind, I haven't, you know, I haven't given that question a lot of thought, but, but the first thing that comes to mind is as a, as a male or as a boy, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't one that was overly hyper. I wasn't a risk taker. I just didn't do a lot of, you know, classic dumb boy things. Um, <laughs> so I was always a little conservative. Um, okay. Shy, I think would be, you know, kind of, uh, pretty accurate uh you know I, I grew i think out of a little bit of that um throughout the years uh took some chances later on in life and, and put yeah. myself into positions that were not so comfortable and, and that's an interesting thing you know as a parent mm. about comfort and and what our roles are but we we can get into that probably but I I think that's the first thing that comes to mind is really just you know I watch these you know young kids do what you know are reckless things you know they just go as fast as they can and they jump and they hope for the best and I'm like man I would have never done that as a kid so um, you would have calculated so, the most efficient way and most yeah, effective well, way to get to where you <laughs> yeah or just like i don't want it that tree's too high i'm not gonna climb that there right? I, could, I could fall so okay you know so cautious. I think that, um, You're I cautious. Was not the most you know i i got good grades but that wasn't that that important you know my parents uh-huh. expected okay. us to do well in school and try our best so i, I think nice. i was more afraid of not doing well than really you know, aspiring to be the best student I could be, um, you know, participated in sports and, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty boring, normal stuff, you know. But you were, but what I, from what I understand, you were quite the, uh, quite the, quite the amazing soccer player. Is that correct? I, I, that was definitely my best sport. So I was okay. relatively good at that. Um, okay. Enjoyed that. That was the only thing I actually continued to do throughout high school. Um, wow. and, uh, you know, our team was good. I was proud to play for a, um, public school, you know, uh-huh. and, nice. uh, represent the, the, the city and, you know, we did, we did okay. And, you know, that, that was, uh, also good group of people that you kind of stuck with throughout playing sports growing up. So, 
that was good. Yeah. What was your What was your big? So you know, I, I was a big jock nerd growing up too. So there's a lot of uh, parallels I tie to whether it's in business or relationships or whatever. What was What were like two things that really stuck out to you that you learned from that experience because you were so heavily invested in it for so many years? What are the two big takeaways that you still kind of see popping up in your day to day that you took away from being involved in that sport? Well, I, I think. You know, I guess two things that come to mind. One um, is just the effort that is required to really excel at something. You know, and I think in mm-hmm. in your hobbies, yeah, and one thing I find interesting as we connect it to to work, but in your with your hobbies, you expect to have to practice to get good at it, something. And in yes. business, in business because we understand a concept or a tool, we think it's going to be easily applied. And I don't know why we think that, right? In your, in your <laughs> hobby, right? If yeah. you want to become a we're, we fancy ourselves as at least decent golfers, right? And if you, <laughs> decent. If, if yeah. you want to get better, you're going to, it doesn't surprise you that you need to practice, right? But in business, yeah. we don't often think, well, man, we're going to fail at this a lot and it's going to take, you know, we're going to have several false starts and we're not really going to be good at this for a couple of years, but we believe in it and we're going to continue to do it. You just, people grasp the concept and then go on to the next thing. And it's like, well, we really don't have any deep understanding of how to be successful. Mm. We understand what yes. we're trying to accomplish but that's no different than trying to get the ball in the hole is mm-hmm. using as few mm-hmm. of strokes as you can. Well, that's the concept, but it doesn't mean you're, you're going to be successful uh, anytime soon. So, so that's one. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I think is leadership um, and how good leaders in any level of sports you know, around effort and respect to the coach and doing what you're is asked of you and having a defined role. Mm. Like you need good examples, good, good leaders on the team that are, you know, driving that message and, and doing, you know, modeling the right things. And, uh, and I think that that's clearly, you know, applicable to, to the rest of your life. So. So the so the power of practice, and what get good leadership looks like. Yes, and how important yeah. it is, okay. right? Especially given you know yes. given these times, right, and how little of it yeah. I think we see um, everywhere. It seems like right, good leaders. So do you do you apply that for in the classroom? Like, because you because you teach too. Yeah, right? we you taught yeah, classes. I certainly did um, for for uh-huh. quite a while. Um, well, I, I that first message was something that I was always discussing, right? That mm. right, we did different programs with different universities, and, and there'd be consistently, you know, some classroom days, and then some time back at the, you know, these are all business professionals, right? So you're right, they, right. they're coming right. somewhere for a couple of days and learning, and then you're going and giving yeah. them assignments to apply and that yeah. was easier because the students were there they wanted to be there they mostly were appreciative of the the knowledge and the material 
So they, you know, they were not necessarily your your average uh, business professional. Um, where I found it, you know, most interesting was in my own company with my own team, and how they were always excited about the next thing. And then you teach something for an hour, and they would go, "Okay, hey, what's next?" It's like, well. That's like a guitar lesson, right? You go for thirty, go for thirty <laughs> yeah. minutes, and then you got to go. I don't, <laughs> I don't play guitar. Don't, uh-huh. don't think I would be very, uh, very good at it if I tried. But you know, the uh-huh. student knows that they've got to take that lesson thirty minutes, and they yeah. go practice for ten hours between lessons, or else they're not going to get better, right? They're not going to excel. So, um, mm. so yeah, I was always mostly with with the, my own team members at, at my, my business, it was always surprising how little they thought they had to actually apply. <laughs> how did you navigate around that? Well, I think, how, how did you, you navigate well, you, I think you, you just kind of, hopefully through some dialogue, most of them mm-hmm. can kind of go, Oh yeah, I guess I've never really used the tool. I understand the tool but I've never really applied it. And, you know, you hope that they see their, you know, kind of the, um, you know, they, they become aware. I like that. Awareness. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's talk about awareness for you right now. Then what, what's got your attention lately <sighs> with everything going on or just where you're at professionally, family, whatever that is, like what's got you curious about doing or learning or, Taking action, like what, what's what, what's got you? What's got your attention? Um, ooh, that's you know. So in my line of work, right, one of the things I mentioned when we were preparing for this is that mm-hmm. one of the few folks that actually got a degree and has spent basically every moment of their career inside yes. that degree, right, and and yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't say this for all the logistics professionals, but everyone, <laughs> everybody that I work with now um, on our leadership team, uh-huh. you're talking everybody with 20 plus years of experience. You know, we, we uh-huh. if anyone asks us, would you get if you could start your career over, would you go down this line of work and in this industry? And it takes us all about three seconds to go no, right? Um, Really? Okay. Well, That's yeah. Interesting. So, so, why is that? Well, so so why well, why that is is you know it's a it's a never ending industry, right? I mean, okay. literally okay. every moment of every day, something's in motion, and it seems like it's yeah. mission critical. And three a.m. something, you know, your phone goes off, and it's because such and such, right? So and in logistics and supply chain, you have so many, you know, stakeholders, so many partners within the supply chain that you, you know, you're almost always affected by other people's mistakes, right? Not that that's that different in other lines of work, I suspect, but you, right, because this company didn't do this or they were late to the game in this or their design had to go through a second version or, you know, something changed here, all of a sudden the supply chain and the logisticians are 
you know, working at the 11th hour to try to make it all kind mm. of try, on the execution, right? So you're not involved in the planning when you're in third-party logistics or you're actually supporting your customer. They've outsourced something to you. You've got even less control mm-hmm. over what your day is going to look like. Um, so I think that's, you know, that that's kind of the second part of, of the question. The first question you asked was about just kind of awareness and what, you know, Mm-hmm. Learning, mm-hmm. learning and maybe become recently aware of um and, and you know i think i think that my biggest what i'm become you know what i'm kind of most intrigued by right now is just you know back to kind of leadership right and you see okay what i think are some really good leaders and then i see some examples where there seems to be a complete lack of leadership and and i don't want to go down the, uh-huh. let's not talk the ladder because that's not sure. necessarily sure. too uh too too exciting but the former you know I, I think about um like like the sport or not like the sport but you mm-hmm. look at uh, dana white from the ufc and mm-hmm. i just hear stories about this guy and how it's his business right and he's He's grown this thing and he's passionate about it and he loves it. And what he is doing while the, you know, one of his events start is he's all about the fans, right? How many, how many people paid for pay-per-view and are not giving their pay-per-view signal? He wants to know that stuff, right? How many people are down at will call and having problems getting tickets and what can he do to solve those problems so that, everybody has a positive experience when he yes. feels like somebody on the, uh, you know, as part of the event was not in shape or did not perform. He gives people mm-hmm. their money back or gives them the next fight for free because he feels like his product was not up to par. Right. And it just, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't even yeah, know all, that. I didn't know that part. That that's I'm cool. Hear about them and I'm assuming these are all true. Um, but right. you know, like where where do you see people that are so still committed to their product and the customer experience and so engaged yeah. in that? Yeah. Those are the most important parts of his business, and he is acutely aware of what's going on. And I just think that that's cool, you know. For yeah, so yeah, just just hoping you see more of that right and leaders making the tough decisions you know i think you're seeing it now with what's going on with this pandemic and you know all you can do is hope that your leaders are doing what doing what they can right because they can't not every business can continue to pay everybody it's just not realistic it doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. and you just hope that and trust that the people leading the business and company that you're working for are doing everything mm-hmm. they can to think about short term and long term. And, you know, that's their job and, and it's their time to shine right now. So. Well, I like, I like that. I, I like that you just, you kind of put something in my ear about uh, going back to the, the logistics journey. <laughs> like if, if you went back to uh, CMU graduation day, right. And you got to be some, you got to be your 21 year old 
mentor of you now coming back, what what guidance would you give to your twenty one year old self or twenty two year old self or whatever it was when you graduated? Yeah, I, what would you tell you? What would you tell? Well, yourself? I tell this to people all the time. Um, the first, you know, the first thing to me is let's take the first ten years of your career. Mm-hmm. If are you learning? And if you're not learning, like really learning new stuff, right? Not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of jobs, at least in my industry, you can you can have your arms around pretty within a year or two or what have you. You don't need five years at the same job to have this deep level of, of knowledge. Some of you may, but yeah. by and large, mm-hmm. right, you're, you should be. You should be getting, you know, the, the pretty much the grasp of, of your job pretty, you know, relatively, you know, relatively soon. So you, you got to make sure that you're learning constantly. So that's the first thing I always, mm. really, I always tell people. Second is you should hopefully work for a really, really good company or in an industry that you really, really like. One of the two, right? And, Defining a good company is the culture of the company. And I know that's kind of, you know, a little bit broad, but really a growing company, a company that is doing things that are exciting and that has, Mm -hmm. they're they're good to work for. They treat people well, um, providing opportunity for you. And, and if, you know, if you can be in an industry that you really like, if you have a passion for disc golf or a passion for food, uh, you know, or TV production, right? Something that you really, really enjoy doing, that's even better. And then the third thing is, and I w- I've been fortunate to have this, uh, you know, whether it was accidental or not, no, but you know you you really need somebody in your you know it, whether it's a formal mentor or an informal mentor, but somebody that you believe knows that you're capable and that you're hardworking, and that you've done yes. you've done things that they've seen and recognized that are making helping you navigate whatever company you're working for, right? Because there's internal op- mm-hmm. there's opportunities internally that may not present themselves to you, but if somebody's helping you and thinking about you, and there's they're made aware of some opportunities, that's really important, you know. And I've I've had that a few times where something got brought to me as an opportunity that. I wouldn't have known about, mm. and that's because, sure, probably because I worked hard and they saw that, but also just, you know, they were they were helping me out, you know, um, for whatever their motives. But uh, but and you know, definitely one of those being me and and my, you know, career and my future. So those three things I think are really important. So you didn't you didn't you didn't become successful by yourself is that what you're trying to tell me <laughs> well no def- definitely not I thought, uh, oh okay definitely not. okay i gotta take a note I of that was, okay uh, all right I, you know I, I got to meet a few a few people um my old business partner yeah. robert uh you know you meet you know you, you're smart enough to lucky enough to come across people smart enough to recognize 
the really, really special ones. And then third, hopefully you're lucky enough or you, you're capable enough or you were in the right place at the right time to make a little bit of a, a mark with them, right? Make Impress them somehow or demonstrate your your capabilities somehow so that they are aware of that uh, certainly happened with me with with robert and he a few years after i left uh my first job out of school my phone rang and that was because he was starting his business and mm. i was smart enough you know i'd done something for him to call me which was you know kudos, <laughs> kudos to me right i'm not sure if it was <laughs> but second was that you know it was just so obvious to me and probably obvious to a lot of people, but it was to me that yeah. you don't get this kind of opportunity. Um, it's not, it, it's maybe not once in a lifetime, but it's certainly not several times in a lifetime, you know? Right. So. Right. Well, what did Robert, what, so let's talk about Robert for a second. So what, what did he do or what does he do as a mentor to you that you feel has brought you so much value? Yeah. Like what are those? What are those? Because mentoring such a big deal, and people talk about it, but so many people, I, I feel, just are still missing out on this huge opportunity to have that kind of relationship with somebody. So, what has it been for you? Like, what what is well, he? What has he been for I, you? I don't even know if that was. So, so if I, you know, listening to to some of your uh, older podcasts, I. I was uh-huh. expecting to kind of, okay, this mentor thing, you know, and I think that that's an interesting, it's, it really is an interesting relationship, but I think mm. simplifying mm. it a little bit, which is, you know, a guy like Robert or even my current, uh, current boss, or even a guy like mm-hmm. you in my mind where, you know, you guys have confidence and abilities and you just don't let things get in your way. You know, you really have a, a vision for what you're trying to do. And you're, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to, there will be moments where you're probably questioning things. Uh, you know, you'll fail at times, but you continue to go. And, uh, you know, I've seen people do that. It's really inspiring. And, uh, you know, it certainly has has me thinking about things. You know, what what are we all capable of? Is this really is this it? Is it enough? Uh, should I be doing something more? You know, I, I certainly have those thoughts. Um, you know, with with Robert to get back to your question, you know, um, you know, mentoring me certainly. I learned a ton from him. Certainly. Uh, there was that that relationship there but in in a lot of ways because we started the business together it was just out of necessity that we developed capabilities we didn't have that we did some form of divide and conquer so we were most aspects of the business could be tended to at least by one of them you know he used to always say Mm -hmm. one of his quotes was always uh what are you losing sleep on so that I don't lose any sleep on that? Cause you know, we can't be losing, <laughs> we can't be losing sleep about the same things. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's a good thing. That. That's right? cool. So, so yeah, in, that's in a lot cool. of ways, that's you know, cool. it's like, okay, 
I need you to be here because I'm going to be here Mm -hmm. and you're not ready Mm -hmm. to be here by yourself, but the business is going to task us to do exactly that. Right. So now we've got to get you up to speed and and your learning curve is going to be much more aggressive than, than we thought, right. Or than we hoped. And you just kind of, you just kind of do the best you can. And when you're in that environment, you don't have, uh, a whole lot of other options, you know, but that's the fun of it. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's, I mean, that ties, that ties right to ownership, right? So you're taking ownership over what you're losing sleep over, right? What else do you take ownership? What is something you take hundred percent ownership for? Yeah. For you personally. I heard your buddy Chip, uh, on yesterday's and, uh-huh. and I, I, was jealous about him saying his time, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that was cool. I certainly that's don't cool. feel like that's the case. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that I, I I think I'm relatively, you know, maybe my therapist might suggest otherwise, but I'm relatively aware of my, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a I take responsibility for the results of whatever it is. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, Hey, I should have done this or I could have done this. And therefore we are where we are. Right. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. so I failed I like to that. do this. My communication, now that I look back on it, wasn't clear. Uh, we were under resourced when we tried to accomplish something, you know, and, and I also heard him mention that he tries to learn from his mistakes, and I gave that some thought this morning, mm-hmm. too. Um, and, you know, you hope you do. Um, I, you know, I believe very much in, you know, both my last two uh, two bosses. Um, you know, formal problem solving is something that's, uh, I think, lacking in a lot of ways, and it doesn't have to be overly mm-hmm. scientific. You know, we don't need really, really in my line of work, right? People in process. That's typically what, you know, what our opportunities are is to further develop people and and work on our processes because by and large, what we do is not that difficult. uh, Yet we do so many things a day that we know, you know, no day goes by where we don't make mistakes. So you, you formally problem solve, right? What caused this to happen? Yes. And what countermeasures can mm-hmm. we put in place to hopefully prevent it from happening again? But at least, you know, this is something we used to say too, is how can we make things easier to do right? And normally you hear, how can we make sure that we always do them right or we can't do them wrong? And you lose people, I think, a little bit there, right? If over time, every day you make it a little easier to do right, a little easier to do right, then you know, at some mm. point, you know, it gets pretty hard to do it wrong. So <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, formal problem solving something Good we point. need to, you know, as business people in business, we need to make sure we have some kind of process or, or template that we follow, but we do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always... Seemingly, we have, you know, one thing in my current role that I'm very proud of three times a day, we have uh, what I call a drill, right? If, if things are stable in our operation, we have uh, 
it takes about 15 minutes. Uh, we do them at 8 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and 11 o'clock uh, at night p.m. And within, no within 15 minutes, we can tell the status of the operation. There's about 12 operations that report out, right? Do I have where, what's the status, right? Do I have what I need to be successful? Uh, what do I need from leadership? And we listen to these calls to make sure our customers are protected. And we also, um, you know, it's all really about resource deployment. And do we hear something that suggests we should deploy resources to make sure we get back into the right status? Um, but through that is an opportunity to say, hey, look, something didn't go right last night or something happened that we don't still understand. This is our opportunity to yeah. formally problem solve, right? So then what, as a leader, what you have to do and, no, you know, do people buy this? I don't know, but it's sincere is that it's not a bad yeah. thing to do formal problem solving. Now you're going to, it's going to take us a handful of hours to do it right, but we will learn right. from it. And when something goes, you know, when, when you have a plan and your actual performance against your plan isn't met, then something must have happened. And if we don't know what it is, then we got to dig, right? So wait, so, so not every plan goes according to <laughs> no, plan? Is that no. what you're trying to tell me? And, you know, it's, oh, so that's, why, so that's why you prepare these situations, these drills? Yeah. Because not everything's going to go the way right. you plan. We need, no we need mechanisms okay. right. to before things get okay. to the point where we have yes. an actual problem, right? A real problem that we may not recover yes. from. We have to have moments in time where we check in, right? This is a personal life business, right? But yes. how are we doing? Yes. And it, you yeah. can't know how you're doing if you don't have a plan, right? We're supposed to have accomplished X, Y, and Z by 10 a.m. Well, how are we doing? Oh, mm -hmm. we're behind. Well, are we going to catch up without doing something? Probably not, right? Normally, we have to now. <laughs> we normally have to do something, go to a plan B, call some play from our yeah. playbook to get back into yeah. a caught-up condition, right? And not knowing where you sit is you know unnerving and and really it, it's really just bad business and it's you know it's not really acceptable right we just have we have to know right it's part of the job is to know that did i lose you kevin i lost did i lose you just a second i think yeah okay I'm back. There you go. No, you're back. You're good. You're good. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that was right. just a drill. That was just a drill. Do I stay <laughs> on? Of course, there it is. But I mean, that make, but that makes that makes total sense. That's that's you were simulating things that can happen and preparing for those so that it's not a complete reactionary measure every single time something doesn't. And I think that, that that's a huge opportunity for people running their own businesses or any kind of anything, right? Just we do that in so many different areas of our life. Yep. We get insurance, right? We write that check every single month, even yep. hoping we don't need to use it, but it's still there. And I love the fact that you do that. And with your teams, you do yep. that and customers. And yeah, I think that's so valuable. 
because that that's that's definitely building the lane of I mean that's yeah. that's doing the Dana White thing. Yeah, well, and, right. You're checking in, and in that you're in seeing if it's working. Case our our customers invited to those calls every production day, and uh, mm. so we don't hide anything. Wow, and um, it's really right. Mm. Well, transparency. You know, I think Jeff, we you know the term micromanagement gets used a lot this is another one of my things and i think in a lot of cases mm-hmm. right it's got such a negative connotation to it and and i do mm-hmm. believe that mm-hmm. there's such a thing as micromanagement i also think that most people mm-hmm. would consider good management micromanagement right if if you're going to manage your business then you have to be on top of things you have to check in frequently you have to ask questions you have to know people have to show that we are actually producing the right output or we have the right staff we are prepared for this tomorrow Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of cases people feel like that's micromanagement i've learned like hey you know what maybe this is just the right level of management because how on earth would you know that you're prepared and that you're going to be successful and you've got contingency plans in place. You, you got to kick the tires on all of those things. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Kick the tire. You, that is your line. I, I, I just, I just love it. I think there the name of the podcast is there how to go. kick your tires. I just, I, I love because that's so symbolic and a lot of different conversations I've had with you over the years. It says you brought it up and you drop it in. Mm-hmm. So perfectly. I just, I absolutely. All right. So I, I know our, our, our time's running out here. So I want to make sure there's so many cool notes to transparency, to learning consistently. Uh, you know, that, you know, is it something that you really like? Get mentors, go fail. I mean, I let the good things stay is my favorite <laughs> line of the day, without a doubt. But wh- what do you want? We were thinking about all these things and all these different movements, and you know, and, 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 and the wife and the kids and these amazing accomplishments and. And huge gifts in your life, but what do you want your legacy to be? That's a, a very important question for me. I think so many people um, just can think about, and it's it's more long term, and everything's so rushed. So, what do you want Ooh. your legacy to be? Um, that's a that's a deep one because um, I think it it mm-hmm. for me it's really changed a lot too. Where I don't know, cool. It would have been a lot more you know, self-absorbed, I think, several years ago, where now sure. I don't really care about that. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, when you just, and I'm just yeah. trying to learn, um, you know, and you yeah. think, you know, I mentioned, and this is mostly my wife helping me learn, um, you know, she's good. self-improving is a, a characteristic, uh, a strength of hers. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's so awesome. She's awesome. when you yeah. talk about your legacy, you know, it's like, well, I really think about what it mm-hmm. is, right? So obviously my, you know, what do people think of you? Um, and I, you know, I guess I hope that um, you hope that you were helpful, um, that people could count yep. on you. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. that that's more at the friend, le- friend level when I think just about, my or my extended family when i think about the immediate family you know it's it's really allowing people i guess to be themselves and the best version of themselves and how do you do that i don't know uh specifically right and but you know you just 
when you're looking at your kids and your your significant other, um, you know that changes so much, right? About what you want, you know. You're just trying to yeah, trying to all kind of get along and, and make memories, and you know, not put too much pressure on trying to yeah. be something more than you are. But all you know, that's I think the balance and, and the struggle is. How do you? How are you comfortable with yourself, yet also trying to grow and improve? Yes. Right, and that's the balance where you you know you should be putting yes. only what pressure you can or you you're comfortable with on yourself to, to do those things, right? So that it's your terms. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, legacy wise, just you know, hopefully people uh, enjoyed being around you. And uh, you were there for them, and they probably keep it pretty simple. <laughs> I love that. But you always do. I just if it's any indi- you know, any <laughs> any uh, consolation or something, you always did that with me. So you you've always been one of those people that just if it was me or if I had some of my, some of my other friends with me or something like that, you just the, the way that you navigate like a like a senator. Uh, making people feel welcome just it just blows my mind, and it's so. Oh. If that's any indication about whether you're headed on the right way towards yeah. your legacy, well. just know that that's going on. Uh, what am I missing? What 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 didn't I ask you that you wanted me to ask you, or that you're like, you know, I really want to just touch on this real quick. Something to just kind of lay out there. Maybe it's an action item you would love people to just jump at when they hear KBG is the place to be. What what is? What is that thing, or well, what's something that you I, wanted to? Uh, I think more um, mention that I didn't bring up. I don't really have anything that I was hoping to to bring up that I wasn't able to. So maybe I'll just ask a question to you, like where you know what are some things that you're hoping for, you know, out of your this you know journey that you're on, um, and how can we all help? Oh man, that's an awesome. <laughs> that's my favorite question. Is how can I help? Uh, thank you for that. No, I mean, uh, I think I think my mission is about. I realize how grateful and fortunate I've been to have some amazing people along different areas of my life. The late days, the dark days, in between days, the the right sideways. The uh, just so many different people have allowed me to tell my story and build my story. And I don't think that there's enough opportunity out there right now where people realize how awesome they are or what they've actually accomplished mm-hmm. means something to somebody. And that everybody has a story to share that's going to help someone through something, overcome something, lean into or springboard from. And, and that's, you know, that's the whole genesis of this whole thing is just I want to share people's stories. And I have so many amazing people in my life that I'm so grateful for. And I want to give them that platform to share it, to spread the news, to tell, because you never know. I mean, there's people that know you, Kevin, longer than, than I've known you, but maybe hearing this yeah. just unlocks something for them. Or maybe someone's heard it a million times. Well, logistics, well, I think is it, and they, and they, they, they just, they hear it. And it's just, I'm trying to do it on so many different platforms, so many different ways of learning um, because I absorb it things differently too. And, um, but this is just a platform where people can just share their stories and highlight themselves <laughs> and feel like a rock star because, your stories matter because you know where I'm going with this, right? You matter. I appreciate you. 
You go get them. See, the Snickers says everything. I appreciate you, Kevin. Love you, bro. Thank you so much for your time. All right. I love you, too. Be good. Thanks, everybody. Hey guys, really appreciate you checking out the Day One Coaching Podcast. If you have not subscribed yet, please subscribe. And if you have subscribed, thank you. Uh, and please share it with others. We try to drop little nuggets, little little lessons learned, little fancy fairy tales, whenever possible. And please be sure to follow us all over the place. Where are we at? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Steam it. TikTok. We're doing some fun stuff over at TikTok. <laughs> We're learning. We're learning. It's day one over there. Uh, and then all the podcasting platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Podchaser. Trying to be anywhere and everywhere that is helpful and useful for you. Be sure to also check out the website, right? Dayonecoaching.com. It is the number one. Not spelled out, just the number one. Dayonecoaching.com. Or you can email us at dayonecoachingllc at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to us. Drop us an email. We'd love to have you. Be sure to download the Anchor app. It's free. It makes it so easy for you to join a podcast. Nice and easy. Lemon squeezy. But you matter. I appreciate you. Go get them. <laughs>